0: going so uh welcome everybody to Miyazaki and me I'm Kyle and I'm Shane and in this episode we are finally going over the inspiration for this podcast the movie that kind of started it all for us Howl's Moving Castle
1: you know how you build something up in your head for years and years because it's like at the time it's just so so great it's so good and And you just you keep telling yourself like how amazing this thing is. And then years later, you get to watch it again and you get to sit there and you realize this is nowhere near as good as I thought it was. Like, I don't know what I was thinking back then. This Uh, is not what happened here. This was amazing.
0: Okay, I was really like if we did a video podcast version of this and uh, for those of you asking, no, we're never going to do that. Um, Uh. You, if you saw my face during Shane preluding that, I was like, "Oh no, this is gonna be awkward." I really liked this movie. Please say he doesn't hate this thing now. And it's like, "Oh, okay, good, good." Uh, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, good." Definitely good. don't
1: hate this. Uh, still stands up as one of my top five favorite movies of all time. I think.
0: Uh, it it was I I liked it a lot. I I don't think I'd rank it that high, but it was it was very much. Um it's it's in my top 5 of the Ghibli movies for sure. So Yeah.
1: Well with my rankings I mean it gets the combination of the nostalgia factor as well as how good of a movie it is. Yeah. You know because there's there's movies that that you're going to love that you know if you saw now you'd be like that's a really good movie but you wouldn't necessarily put it like way up there uh um because other things have done it or other things have have done something similar, or done something better or taken what they've done and run with it. Um, I feel Howells is was the first movie sort of like this for me okay. and I I mean it' it's I guess it wasn't but it, I I don't know. I don't know how to best to put it I, I just it, it just has such a such a place in my like this was the movie when I worked at AMC theaters uh, this came out at when I worked at AMC theaters that I would sneak off and watch uh while while working. Like like I would be like, All right, I'm gonna go clean theater five and then really I'd walk into theater six and watch,
0: and watch know, another Hell's. twenty minutes yep. of house. No, that makes sense. I I you gotta appreciate that hustle when you when you're working a job like that of like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do this thing uh just so I can watch this movie for a little bit. Yep. Uh did that with this and then
1: uh I also did that with rent.
0: Of course you did that with Rent. Um, yeah. What anime? and you're, Like you're into anime and musical theater. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Uh, but, I thought so, that
1: combination would
0: happen. This movie was re- released in Japan November of 2004. Uh, some other notable movies that came out in 2004 uh, were uh, Ghost in the Shell 2, Home on the Range, uh, Lion King one and a half. Uh, The Polar Express. Shark Tale. Uh, Shrek two. SpongeBob SquarePants, and the uh, actual eventual winner of the Academy Award for this year, uh, for best animated feature, The Incredibles.
1: Oh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Howl's Moving Castle was the best movie of that year. I know that The Incredibles won it, and I know a lot of people hold The Incredibles near and dear in their hearts. It's a very good movie. Uh, uh, it's it's a solid one B, but like out of all those names, like until you said The Incredibles, I was like, man, what a bad year for animation.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, it's like when when after Howl's like in before mentioning The Incredibles, the next best movie. Is either Polar Express or Shrek Two? It's like ooh, but oddly enough, because of its U.S. release being delayed a few months, uh, this was not eligible for the 2004 Academy Awards. It was nominated against the 2000 um, for 2005 and did not win uh, because it basically. It basically got, uh, we got the Lifetime Achievement, uh, Oscar for Wallace and Gromit. Uh, Curse of the Were oh, Rabbit. Cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's, I get it. It's, it's the, the claymation style that the yep. Wallace and Gromit does is so unique. And well, it, when they did it, it was unique. Yes. I mean, obviously they've, they've used it a lot since then, you know, chicken run. Uh, but, uh. It's it's just not as good of a movie.
0: Yep the the year it was nominated, uh, there were only three nominees for best animated feature, and it was Wallace and Gromit: Curse of the Were Rabbit, Howl's Moving Castle, and Tim Burton's Corpse Bride.
1: Ooh, also kind of a rough year. Corpse Bride yeah. was
0: fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the on the television side in our animation timeline. Uh, this was uh, the season of uh, Drawn Together. Uh, this was when they transitioned over okay. to to uh, Justice League Unlimited. And 2004 was the first year uh, for the first season of Venture Bros.
1: Oh, okay. So that's a good year for television yeah. uh, animation. then. Um,
0: and, and the start of the second series of Yu-Gi-Oh!
1: Uh, i i uh reveal my trap card uh sure i I have nothing else to say there i was (laughs) like i've blue eyes white dragon i don't know
0: i've barely ever watched that um of those the thing that i definitely have watched the most was justice league unlimited uh shocker to everyone yeah uh but yeah let's get into uh howl's moving castle itself and you know we had our little you know preamble there but uh, I think we, we can safely say we both liked this a lot um, and yeah, a little bit. Uh, it, it, as, as we've said, it's my first time watching it. So I kind of knew where it was going, but I didn't exactly know where it was going and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, but literally like from the first shot, I was already like, yep, I'm in. I'm cool. Because it's the, the castle. Oh, emer- the
1: castle walking out of the clouds?
0: Yeah, the castle emerging from this mist. And it's like, I also was... Because I didn't know much about the movie. Like, I've seen, like, you know, some screenshots of it. Like, I kind of knew the character designs and a few things like that. But, like, I didn't know a ton. So I was kind of, an like, worrying, like... Okay, is there going to be this giant castle just walking around and nobody's going to acknowledge it in like the real world? And then literally like a minute in as the castle's walking through this field, you hear somebody say it's like, "Oh no, that's Howl's castle." Ah, or something to that effect. So it's like they at least acknowledge it. it's like, "Oh no, real people can see this, they know it exists." Um it's just this kind of mystical thing and then you find out it's like well duh it's a uh world where there's a war going on and there's all these you know wizards and magicians and stuff and you know you have demons walking around and these scary blob creatures that it's like no this is just how the world is i I, and i liked that a lot
1: well uh throughout the movie there were there were pieces that like in my mind i went oh is that something they just like let go and then i realized like each time like they when uh when something little would happen you'd be like uh there's there's no way that that people would just see that and be okay with it they would explain it every single time yep. like at no point in time was there a dangling thread in this movie where they just kind of let it dangle without like anything really really going off like they, they, they sh- like the her going old, they're like, you just can't talk about it. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the spell. It's like, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, um, with some of the like, some of the the creatures, they're, they're just, uh, uh when something happens it's weird, they're everyone just like, oh, yeah, there's wizards. Did a wizard get you? Like, like they, yep. they're not always the best explanation, I should say, but oh, yeah, no, they're an they're, explanation,
0: you know, it, it, it it again is uh, much like when, when we talked about with spirited away, like this is, this is more of a fairy tale. Um, and because of that, like you get these quick little explanations and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, that's good enough. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it works for me. Like, I'm not going to overthink this.
1: And, and like, uh, right from the get-go i think that there's a re- really neat uh thing that they do that's not really super noticeable so so it starts with uh with sophie in uh in her haberdashery that she works at uh that that uh, they they kind of there, there's some background lines with her sister you find out that it's, it's her dad's store and that she doesn't really need to be there but you know her dad loved it she didn't want to let it down um and her mom obviously likes fancy things um and she's like making these hats that are like really extravagant and there's a whole bunch of them sitting around her. But yeah. then when she gets up to leave, she picks up this hat that's just got one ribbon and like one little little thing on it. And it's just – it's such a simple um, simple yet elegant uh, hat for her style. And yep. it's just a really nice way to show that uh, – to kind of show off this character's personality right away from just such a small piece of clothing of like – of, like, she doesn't, she's not looking for fineries or, like, something, like, really, really big. Um, yeah. she's, she's simplistic. Uh, but, and then they, they explain it all right afterwards, too, that um, she also doesn't see herself very highly. Because um, she's talking to her sister.
0: Yeah, yeah, she keeps talking about how she's, you know, ugly and all this stuff.
1: Yeah, she, she's having a conversation with her sister, and then her sister's like, don't let Hal get you. And she's like, oh, don't worry, Hal only goes for beautiful women. Yeah.
0: It's like, come on, you know, you're not, you know, I. It's always hard to tell animation wise. It's like, um, you know, you're you're not terrible looking by any means. Like, you know, you're. It seems like an average looking woman in this thing. You know, I don't know what.
1: There was one of the creepiest lines ever, pretty early on in this. Uh, movie too, and that was as she's walking through the alley and is accosted by these two soldiers. Um, and and one of them walks up and he goes, "Oh, your mustache is scaring her." And he goes, "Oh, I think she's even prettier when she's scared." And I'm like, "What is going on right yeah,
0: now?" Yeah, no, no, I like, I no, I no, I, no. Di- I did not like that at all. Um, but uh, actually, I and th- and that uh, that scene I wanted to talk about because yeah, you have this like unnecessary like it's just enough of like okay we've got these guards these soldiers in town to preface and figure out it's like okay there's a war going on like we know that to establish that Um, but then even if I had not known that what the character design looked like as soon as Howell walks up I'm and like that first scene with him kind of de escalating that situation and kind of getting her out of there, I'd be like, Yep, no, this is the main character of the movie. Like this is Howl. Like, I knew it right away. Yeah. Um then we get some magic y stuff I with, ask, with uh... him. Uh, uh yeah
1: did you watch the uh english or the japanese uh,
0: i did i did watch the english i was gonna watch the the dub um okay. early on uh but i wasn't sure if you were watching it on the, on the same account or not um uh i i just i, I didn't have time to watch oh yeah the... cause I, w- I went to watch it last night and you were watching it last night so i couldn't oh, okay yeah yeah that's kind of what i was thinking um no, I, I, yeah, I just didn't have time to watch the the dub, but I did want to see kind of the differences, um, if any. But I, I really loved the voice cast um, for for this, like that they got for the for the English release. Oh, okay. You said you said I really want to watch the dub, so I
1: was just like, so you watched the Japanese language? Okay, no, so yeah. you you watched the you did oh, watch yeah, the no. dub? You did yeah, watch?
0: Know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. um
1: Um, fun fun fact about the voice cast and right away i mean obviously it was christian bale you could tell it was christian bale right off the bat yeah um he begged to be in this movie and said he would literally play any character (laughs) once he saw it the movie originally uh there was a there was a showing uh that that he went to and he loved the animation he loved it he begged to be in the cast and said he said he didn't care which character he played he would be in it and then they cast him as Hal. So
0: good. I'm I'm sure that's what he wanted like was leaning towards but yeah like he he actually would have been kind of fun as uh as Kelsifer too, you know. But uh I think I, I mean th- Billy Crystal was great I, as Kel- Yeah, <laughs> like that that was the thing. I was like I think um, even though I, I do know someone who has literally been yelled at by Billy Crystal, like uh, Kelsifer, I think you need uh, Billy Crystal's tone to get some of the harsher lines that he says uh, to play off as comedic. Um, whereas I think like if it was if it was Christian Bale as Kelsifer, like, for example, like Kelsifer could have come off too mean.
1: Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, now that you've seen this movie, you can see that, that you know I, I want to get a calcifer tattoo. <laughs> so oh yeah, yeah. You can see that him and the soot sprites uh, would be kind of the the idea.
0: Uh, I yeah, I, al- so I almost just, yeah, uh, I almost thought the soot sprites were gonna pop up uh, just because like it seemed uh, pretty uh, pretty easy like it, transition. Like yeah um but yeah like i i can see where you put those two uh character types together for sure um uh, but yeah so i yeah the 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 voice cast was was amazing i i that's part of why i also wanted to watch the the uh the subtitled version was just to to hear tone wise how how everything came across um, because, like, that's obviously all I'd be able to tell. Um, but, you know, the tone goes a really long way. Um, and uh, yeah. I also I love the fact that and this is a bit of nostalgia for me. I like that the castle itself looks different from everything else in the world. Like it, it even has like it feels like it has a different palette. Like I actually, uh, the comparison that I made is like it feels like a Terry Gilliam like thing from like Monty Python, like one of his like weird character things, things like put together. Especially how it moved, and it was like, oh yeah, no, this feels like a Monty Python like Terry Gilliam thing, like that just. Is in this world, and that's so interesting to me. Like, I I loved the design of that.
1: I I loved that, and I also loved the design of like the rooms inside. Uh, especially when, uh, she goes into uh, Howl's like little little tunnel where yes. he's got shiny things everywhere because he's a crow. He collects shiny things. Yep. Uh, even even uh, in the movie when he sends her off, he like makes her dress shiny. Because it's like it's just such a little character trait that's like it's like thrown away almost, uh, yep. just, uh, uh But like built into the animation and the and the story and the in that sense, and I just it just adds adds these little little nuances that I just love. Um, same thing with uh with the way that she would age and de-age, uh, yes. even in little moments like throughout the movies, like stuff that that like there were obviously big ones where you'd see her age and deage age that were like very prominent yeah but then like the, you know even even throughout a scene you'd see her like very very haggard and then like a, just still really old but less haggard and then back yep. to like really because you can you can tell that it was like tied to her emotion and the way that she was feeling at the time yeah, when, yeah and, uh, and I, with it.
0: yeah and i like how they they also did that with the uh like not only physically how they did that like because there there were some that like when when she would fall asleep um she definitely was like just her younger self when she's asleep and then she'd wake up and be you know the older version Uh, i guess we should explain for those haven't seen uh sophie the uh, main character of this uh film was cursed early on by the witch of the waste um and uh, I actually like how she first gets cursed because I it's like the the reaction of like almost denial at first of like, oh, this didn't happen. I'm just gonna go to bed. Um, it's like oh, I'm old. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm sure this will wear off. I'm just gonna go to bed and it'll be better in the morning. And then she wakes up and she's still super old. Because um, like in a, in a world where magic exists, like you probably. You know, maybe not everyday common people have to deal with that that often, but like just the fact that it's like, oh, I feel like I might have gotten cursed or something. Hopefully this wears off. uh And just the nonchalant version, like re- reaction. Go yeah,
1: ahead. and they hit it a little bit right before that, too, when she's talking to her sister because she floats down to the balcony at her sister's place. Yeah. And her sister comes up and she's like, they just told me you float on the balcony. She goes, Oh, so that wasn't a dream. <laughs> like like it just, <laughs> yeah, just that's true. such like just like as it's common enough that it, it could happen, uh, but it's uncommon enough that they're like, I mean that shouldn't happen to me. <laughs> yep.
0: Um so I love that you can literally say this entire movie is about your main character trying to recapture their youth. Cause that's what Sophie's trying to do is trying to break this spell to become young again. And it's like, Oh, that's actually really cool for an animated movie. You know, especially as you watch it when you're a little older,
1: you know, that's interesting because I never saw it like that. Like at the six times now, six <laughs> times that I've seen it fully through. I mean, I've seen way, way more uh, yeah. bits and pieces of it, but I've never saw it as like her trying to recapture a youth. Um, but and I think that's only because my mind said like she was forced to become old. Like yeah. she, she's not actually that age. So like people are uh, – what I saw it is people are seeing her as what she is not um, and she's not being her true self. Um, so like people are seeing the ugliness that she feels inside of her rather than showing uh, what she actually is inside, uh, okay. which is why yeah. when she's happy and she's being herself, she, they, 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 other people can see it.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that too, and that's uh, that's also a really good interpretation and and really like cool way to look at the film, um, which that that's part of like, kind of the note of you know, I mean, you know, a great movie doesn't need to make you feel and think about those like loftier like, like storytelling goals, but like when they can, that just makes it like hit even better you know and it's like oh yeah no like that those are both really cool like ways to interpret the interpret the movie um and yeah like i i really enjoyed this and yeah we were talking about uh what sparked this was the the talking about the de-aging and i liked that you know there there were the sometimes that you saw just the just her getting you know old getting younger completely The voice changing, which was also a nice touch. Um, And then you also had um, towards the end, like it's almost like the curse was taking hold a little more of the fact that, you know, because she she would change and her hair color would change as well. But then towards the end, it kept with the like more silver or gray um, each time, even though she would change to be being younger. Um, so, so that was really interesting as well.
1: Yeah. To, to me, uh, that just showed that, that her true self wasn't, uh, what was fully on the inside or what she saw. It was a combination of the two. Okay. Um, and yeah. that, and that she, she, to truly find herself, she had to like find all the nuances of, of herself and also let go of part of herself. Cause that was the, that was the cutting off the hair. Uh, a piece of it as well. Um, And I mean, there, there was obviously love tied into it uh, with, with how, but like, it wasn't necessarily a love story in my mind. Um, Although I got a huge laugh at, at at the end. uh, And I always (laughs) do when she kisses uh, turnip head and he turns into the prince and he's like, I got a kiss for my true love. And they're like, yeah, buddy, sorry. She loves somebody else. (laughs) It's just like, so great. But he's also cool about it. He's just like, well, I'll be back later I'm sure she, I'm sure her mood will change like, yeah. like nope yeah was,
0: uh yeah it's like I, I yeah I, I wrote that down it's like yeah it looks like your true love is in love with someone else it's like oh that sucks uh uh but yeah yeah that was that was, that was one of my last notes uh in chronology obviously we're not done talking about this movie but uh, uh yeah it was and then right before that I was like oh yeah, I I reiterated in my notes like again this whole movie is about recapturing your youth and the heart of a child. Um literally in the case of Howl like you had to find the heart of the ch- of a child. Yeah. Um and uh so so it let's in in talking about the design of of the movie and and the design of the uh the the castle itself uh we have to get into sophie cleaning everything um and how the i like how different it all looks once she cleans everything uh but in like not only that it was like wow this there's like even all the characters you know mentioned it's like wow there's so much more space now that you cleaned everything um and then uh, she also cleans Howell's bathroom, which I'm sure you got a kick out of with, you know, me as your friend. Um, the fact that she changed his shampoo. Oh, yeah. When he thought stuff. he was
1: hideous when he becomes a ginger.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> he's so he's so hideous. i so and he's hideous.
1: Like, I'm redheaded.
0: Which. Like, all right. So here's the thing, because I, I at this point in time, I was like, uh, because Sophie can control Kelsifer a little bit. Um, Sophie can. It feels like did she change his hair, like from red to to black, um, or was that just an effect uh, that happened? Uh,
1: it, to me, it appeared that it was his sadness.
0: Okay, um, because that also my note in all caps is just "Howell is emo um yep. because yep 100 yes. percent because he, 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 he is came. you know he, and also this is in in him throwing the fit about he's turned into a redhead and um and it's the worst and i i wrote it's like i'm sorry howl um He's he's calling the spirit of darkness, and I I think it's a Kelsifer or Markle. That's an L. That makes sense. Future Man, just call him Future. Yeah, man. I know, right? Uh, so 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 I can't remember if it was it was Kelsifer or Markle that said it's like, oh, I've seen him the do this once before when a girl dumped him. That was Markle. Yep. and that's when I wrote right right after. It's like, yeah, it was like, oh, how is super emo which then like after that like i kind of actually wish he was the sad dog just cuz like it would have been funny that you know he just turns himself into a sad puppy dog um uh when he yep. gets called to the to the king uh but like that ends up being one of the the spies for kind of the eventual actual big bad um and yeah.
1: Blythe Danner's character.
0: Yep. Uh but yeah, yeah, and, and who uh I have a fun
1: story about Blythe Danner as well.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: Uh so Blythe Danner also wanted to be uh in this movie. Uh she saw she went to a premiere of this in London and met uh Miyazaki and asked him if he was single. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, shoot your shot, you know? Like go for <laughs> yep. it, you know? Uh yeah, no, that's that is really funny. That's nice. Um Oh and also I, I in in this uh I like that so so we get the portal for Hal's castle and the fact that like he's got all of these, like, the, the actual door, the, like, black door, which is wherever Howl is. And then, like, the red and green, I think, are are the ones that uh, have, like, storefronts that are his, like, fake wizard stores. Um, And I like the fact that, like, when they get detached, those are just abandoned buildings. Like, those aren't anything else. Like, those are just abandoned buildings that... Yes. Just happened to be that storefront.
1: Yeah, because they're they're just uh, they're just portals to the actual castle itself. So if there was something there, then like that would be they they would have been lost. Yeah. So so like maybe there was something there when it, when they first attached to it, and now there's not. Yeah. Um, but um, I I enjoyed when it so 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 you mentioned uh howls uh you know searching for the heart of the child and and things like that uh to me it was uh i mean yes it was literally a child's heart yes um but uh to me it was just that he lost his heart at an early age that like he was because he was forced into this thing he was forced into yeah training for for the wizardry and And he he aged, but his heart didn't because he didn't have it Um, like it. uh, So like he wasn't searching for his youth because there was a lot of stuff that he did uh, throughout the movie that was very childlike already. Yes. Yes. Um, Like his character was a very, very childlike character. Yeah. But he he didn't have like love Uh, like he didn't he didn't love what he was doing. He didn't love uh, like what it was for. Like he, he even, you know, even the points where he was childlike was starting to get that feeling back. It, it, was almost like it was, uh, he, he was nailed down because the second, the King called for him, he was just like, I have to go to the King. Like yeah. it was. It,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah he, does, like, yeah, he uh, doesn't want to, but he has, he has to go, Yeah, you know, like that was literally in the thing that he signed is like, yeah, when I get summoned by the King, I have to go.
1: Uh, I found it to be weird that, um, uh, man, I, it's one of those things where I can remember the, the, actress but not the character uh blight danner uh danner's character um
0: uh, solomon uh, yeah.
1: solomon all of her attendants were all little blonde boys who definitely all looked like uh young versions of Howl. yes like
0: which yeah which was which was weird yeah it's like with the like with like the page boy like haircut you know uh, it 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 reminded me very much. Uh, in speaking of uh, Justice League Unlimited, it v- reminded me very much of the uh, the Mordred, uh, design from Justice League Unlimited. Um, and I would not be surprised if, uh, knowing the massive nerds that they are, um, if uh, the Justice League Unlimited uh, crew did take a little nod. Uh, from Howl's Moving Castle.
1: Oh, 100% certainly they did.
0: Oh yeah. Like like it's pretty it's pretty similar timing, so it like it might have just been one of those like Zeitgeist kind of things, but um yeah, it it, w- it would not But they they me also could
1: have taken it from uh, Spirited Away because he yeah, he also looks a lot like the the sprite for Haku in Spirited Away but blonde. Yep. Um like there there's uh I mean obviously there's definitely uh the same <laughs> uh animator working on both movies because there was very there was a lot yeah. sim- uh similar at least maybe not the whole movie but you know because since they came out eh, they came out about four years apart from each yeah, other four, so that yeah, would have yeah, been, been about the
0: time frame and, uh, 2001 and 2004, 2004 yep because um, yeah yeah because Miyazaki has switched projects yeah, yeah, Miyazaki had had a pretty similar crews on um, on each movie, because um, like I, I know we were talking about um, like early on, we were going to keep up with, with the animators, and you know that that gets harder and harder as the uh, the crews just start expanding. You know, it was really early easy early on. When it felt like it was like, oh, there are like 10 prominent people in Studio Ghibli and we can, you know, name all 10 of them. Now it's like there's hundreds of people that work on all of these movies, you know, so it becomes a lot more difficult to keep track of everyone. Yes. Um, Especially when uh, Miyazaki is doing about eight jobs himself.
1: Well, Miyazaki wasn't originally supposed to direct this.
0: Oh, yeah. Who who was uh, supposed to direct this?
1: Originally, it was supposed to be uh, Mamoru uh, Hosoda uh, was set to direct. Um, but he had to leave the movie, and Miyazaki stepped in uh, for him.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, who... Uh, uh, that director is known for, like, Summer Wars, Wolf Children... Uh, girl who leapt through time and... girl
1: leapt through time yeah all these movies that Shane loves so oh, i would have also loved it with him as well. oh director. did you
0: did you did you did you hate all of those or, or no
1: i love these movies oh really uh, okay um i own well he's also known uh for his original movie that he directed Digimon the movie yeah i was going to say uh, it was like i i just him.
0: i just scrolled down to that the but... That he was the director of Digimon the Movie and seven so, episodes of the show.
1: I own Digimon the Movie. I own Girl Love to Time. I own Summer Wars. I've not watched Wolf Children, Boy and the Beast, or Mirai, but I have heard so many good things about all three of those. And okay. I really need to watch them. Um, Summer Wars is one of those that. Uh, Uh, if we do another like like uh Shane gets to pick a random uh anime movie that I might make you watch that that and uh silent voice or like the two that I would be like one of these two I'm gonna make it okay yeah depends on if you want action or sadness
0: (laughs) it's me I'm gonna want action (laughs) you're the sad one yeah so probably summer wars um but actually but actually speaking uh speaking of action Um, the, the pencil mileage that happened in the, like, bombing scene towards the end when they're bombing the town and Howl goes to fight them. Holy crap. Like, of course, like, it's, it's a Miyazaki movie. So, of course, there's a giant aerial battle. Um, like, we haven't had that for a while. So, it was kind of nice to get back to that. Um, you know, we get, you know, yeah, we do, we, yeah. When was the last time we had a Miyazaki aerial battle? I'm trying to think, because we don't really get one in in Yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably Pokeroso because yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't get anything. Um, even though they're they're all spirits, like we, it's more grounded. You know, we get the the sludge monster wreaking havoc in the in the in the bathhouse and spirited away. But yeah, that's not an aerial battle. So it's like, oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably po- porcoroso um, The last time we got a real, like. Well,
1: I mean, you get the Haku and the, and the, the paper birds.
0: Yeah, that's true. You do get that. That was awesome. Um,
1: but that, I mean, that wasn't quite the same. Though. Yeah,
0: it wasn't quite the same. Like that was a, that was more of a chase than a battle. Yeah. 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 Whereas this, like we get a big, like, war battle scene and it's like oh yeah this is what Miyazaki loves doing and you know it even though it's all it's all fantasy characters and not actual planes which I'm sure he was annoyed by but uh but yeah I I really uh liked the that version um uh it, there there's a line I've gotta look up the exact quote uh so so the actual quote was uh they say the best blaze burns brightest when circumstances are the worst uh is what Sophie says, which is but no one actually believes that, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, but no one really believes that, come on, let's be honest, which is yeah, really, really fun, Because, uh, of course that's also young Sophie. Overall, like just a really well written movie. Um, you could say like my my minor gripes is like it felt like like almost they had a time limit of like, okay, we've gotta have this be two hours. Uh we've gotta and knowing that Miyazaki does write and animate as they go on, um, like you can kinda of tell of like all right, we might have spent a little too much time setting up this world. All right, we got to wrap this up. Okay, bye, guys. But that's that's a very minor, like, it felt like it was a little rushed towards the end, but um, that might have just been my I, I, watching. I
1: felt that. I, I feel that every time. Yeah, I feel that every time I watch this as well. Um, but I also think, with the style of story that it's telling if they did slow that down more i feel like it felt it would feel like it was dragging
0: yeah that that's that's the and, weird thing like yeah even even an extra 10 15 minutes yeah would have felt a little too much like timing wise like i'd rather yeah. you know have it feel like oh that you know kind of went a little quick towards the end but I think part of that was like, I liked being in this world. So I want, like I was fine with it being a, would have been a little longer, but you also don't want it to overstay its welcome.
1: I also think that it just feels like it's going fast towards the end because there hasn't been really any, any long scenes of action in the, in the movie. Like it's very well paced because it cut it, because it is so written and so well animated yep. that the fact that there's not really anything action wise going on, doesn't draw you away from the movie itself. Um, yep. But then the action starts. And so it feels like everything picks up and, and goes real, real, real fast. And I think that that was sort of what they wanted it to feel like. Yeah. Um, they wanted the, uh, everything to feel like it's going super quick. Once, once everything started, cause, cause then I felt like it slowed down a little bit again. Um, For the last like five ten minutes of the movie,
0: yeah, yeah, as Um, as they wrap up and give, and they give the nice character moments, and I I like the fact that it almost feels like, like because we 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 kind of established that it's like oh wow like Kelsifer is insanely powerful, like Kelsifer is actually the one like moving the castle and doing all this stuff, and it's like. Oh wow! And like it's just bonded to Howl somehow, like and like one can't live without the other, and like since it's a fire demon, you know all that stuff. Um, and then Sophie freeing Kelsifer, and Kelsifer going around is like woo woo woo, like going crazy, and then just coming back and being like. All right guys, kind of I I kind of like you guys. I'm just going to stick around. Like it, it almost felt like the genie at the end of Aladdin of like yep. like uh oh, no, you know, I kind of like being here like I'm going to come help out like instead like basically just like don't be a dick to me and yep. and we'll be fine. <laughs> and then like upgrades the castle of like nah, forget this walking around stuff. Let's just fly.
1: Well, my thought on that is that he was he was unleashed. Like he's not yeah, that's they're true. not connected. They're connected in friendship, not in like like having to be forced to be connected anymore. Yeah. Um. And so, like, his powers unleashed to the point where he doesn't have to worry about how it's going to affect the other person and vice yeah. versa in, and, in a different way. Yeah. And and uh, all... so, so he's able to.
0: Yeah. And also, if it is still a little bit of a symbiotic relationship, Howl is now actually really in a really good, happy place. So, like, Hal's powers might have actually increased as well. So, like, Kelsifer could feed off that uh, as well and mm-hmm. and be able to do that. Um, I did, uh, I wrote in my notes, like, we almost get, and it's the first time we'll reference this movie in a while, like, it's, it's a similar plot device uh, with the ring, Um, as like the crystal in in Castle in the Sky of like oh look this beam that's just gonna guide us to this place and it's like oh wow we kind of get a Castle in the Sky reference that's that's throwing it way back you know like we we haven't mentioned that movie in forever
1: I would say that if you listen to this podcast and you haven't watched the movie like we said basically earlier then you are doing it wrong and you need to go watch this movie it is amazing um it holds up it's um uh so miyazaki also wrote this movie in response to uh the iraq war um okay and his uh opposition to it he actually said that he did he felt like he made a movie that was kind of a um That he was shooting himself in the foot, and he didn't use that that phrasing, obviously, if he's against war. but He was was shooting himself in the foot of this movie because he was essentially making a movie that he knew would not be uh, accepted in the U.S. uh, Due to that, when really, I mean, especially by the time it came out in 2005, everyone was kind of like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, (laughs) no, you're right. War was wrong.
0: It was like, don't worry, at least about half the people that are... uh... You know in this country agree with you uh that this was stupid um yeah. uh but yeah yeah i i'm i'm not surprised by that like you know he's he's always been very anti-war in um kind of a lot of his uh previous films uh so it, it makes a lot of sense that this is kind of a response up to the that.
1: time that he did rightfully so
0: yep and uh yeah, it's just like especially first time watching this, you know I was ki- I was kind of just blown away like part part of it is like why did I wait so long to watch this movie uh because it you know it's it's right in my wheelhouse, like it's right there, like you know yeah. the the type of storytelling i like like you know i mean this this actually came out around uh, you know a couple of years before like a movie that i love um in like stardust and like you can see like a similar type of tone um and fantastical nature and it just it happened to be animated instead of live action like stardust um but yeah no i just i i I was really surprised by this um and now and in slightly a plug for your other show uh are you now in watching this back are you now regretting uh not having gabe watch this instead of spirited away
1: Yes, because this would have been more in Gabe's wheelhouse and and the same kind of style there. Uh, This was a more linear storyline, that, uh, and it was because the original story was actually written in uh, Britain um, by a British author, uh, because it's based off a book, um, that this would have been something that I think he would have been able to follow more, because I think he understands that culture a little bit better. Um, not that he doesn't understand Japanese culture, it's just that, that we are more, um, as a society, we are more attuned to things that happen in the British culture than, than it happened in, in a lot of the Eastern cultures. Um, I, uh, because like that, that folklore is, is there for us. Yep.
0: Um, so, weirdly enough, I just looked up that author, because it is uh, Diana Wynne-Jones, who also wrote Earwig and the witch uh the the novel
1: oh is it the same author
0: yeah huh. um yeah yeah her her imdb credit is literally four things it was 14 episodes of a thing called jackanori archer's goon Hal's moving castle and earwig and the witch so interesting you know half half of her adaptations have ah, been from studio ghibli
1: i would also say that this is a movie that rewards rewatches um oh yeah yeah, you yeah i can catch see that. things that you you didn't catch before it's uh I mean really all Studio Ghibli movies are, are movies that reward rewatches just with all the little things they like to add in. Yes. Um I just think I think that this one's a little different because I think it's the complexity of the story that rewards the rewatch rather than easter eggs.
0: Yes, yes, I can I can see that. Um well cuz that's like like we talked about with um in rewatching Spirited Away, the fact that we in how we watched all of these like we saw all these little references to other Miyazaki movies and other Studio Ghibli movies in it, you know, upon rewatch. Um whereas like this this kind of stands on its own um a little more. Um I yeah, especially now after this discussion, like our our rankings episode will be interesting. <laughs> uh cuz i think like i i obviously know where yeah. yours or is going to go um but you know thus far like it, to to me like it it didn't hit me the same way as princess mononoke did but i think that might be a similar okay. um that might be a similar like that little tinge of nostalgia that I have from Princess Mononoke in being like my first Ghibli movie, um, might be like, cause it, it's almost like I'm chasing that feeling more like that I saw, like, that I felt when I first saw that movie. And that's, that's such a hard feeling to, to go get past, you know, and surpass. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, cur- currently like I have it in an overall like it's it's literally a toss up between this and Kiki's delivery service, you know is is this is where I'm ranking it, and it's like that's that's you know pretty high praise because we know how much I loved Kiki's, um, and so like the fact that yep. it's like I I'm I can't tell of like, okay was this a better movie? Did I enjoy this more than Kiki's like? You know, for that like number three like slot, um, but yeah. Uh, and then what? What were you gonna say?
1: Well, I uh, as I said that this is a a top five movie of all time for me. But who knows, listeners? Maybe another yeah. Miyazaki movie, also a top five movie of all time for me. Uh, I, I'm I'm a big anime nerd. I love all these movies. That's true. Maybe. You do. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so, so, uh, I guess this was a little longer of an episode, uh, but that, that's okay. Cause we actually had a ton of fun, uh, talking about this movie and yeah, if you, if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched Howl's Moving Castle, go do that, uh, do that. And then, you know, come back and listen to this again. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Shane, what's what are your other plugs? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So, Check out uh, uh, the most recent podcast of mine that's going to come out is uh, this past Saturday, a new episode of The Animaniacs popped up. Uh, uh, that's Carl and i's podcast. We are uh, at the end of season one of My Hero Academia. So if you enjoy anime, uh, that is a good one to check out. Uh, and then uh, the last episode of uh, uh, the five-star movie podcast, which you can find by searching for um, character work. Uh, character uh, that one uh, was Toy Story and Spirit Away came out a few weeks ago. Uh, finally, yep. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so check those check those guys out.
0: With me, uh, you can uh, podcast wise. Uh, we are still in the process of recording the next uh, batch of episodes for Hello Sweetie, uh, and when uh, those are when we're able to record those, those will come out. Um, on the off weeks from this podcast. And uh, you can see my weekly vlog on uh, YouTube at Knocked Out Films and everything else on social media, follow Knocked Out Films. And thanks for listening. Be good to each other.